Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Courtney Quinn. I'm a corporate dropout turned serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping female business owners step into your power and reach your full potential in business and in life. I'm on a mission to empower more women to become their own boss while teaching them how to do it in a healthy, scalable way that supports your dream life so that you're running a business and not owning a business that runs you. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're still toying with the idea of diving into your own business, you're in the right place if you're looking for tools to support you as you are navigating the world of entrepreneurship as a woman, because I'm going to get real with you on how to do so. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, biz besties. Welcome back to the Female CEO Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode. I want to talk about business strategy with you. So in episode 31, we talked about energetics. We talked about mindset, CEO embodiment. In episode 32, last week's episode, we talked about physical health and how Sacrificing your physical health in the name of business success is actually one of the worst, most counterproductive things that you can do for your business success. And so today in episode 33, I want to talk about business strategy and that will like round out the trilogy of my successful CEO framework, which is physical health, business strategy, and your mindset and energy and kind of combining those three things has really helped me skyrocket my life and my business success. And I wasn't really expecting that. I kind of just stumbled across it and was like, oh my gosh, like this is my Willy Wonka golden ticket. Like this is the golden key. This is the secret that I've been looking for to take me to the next level. And you know me, I'm not a gatekeeper. I am so past like that point in my life and in my career. Like I want to help as many people as possible build successful, fun, exciting businesses that light them up and that give them freedom to live their dream lives. So let's talk about business strategy today. And I want to share with you my like number one favorite strategy that I have ever implemented into my business. It is really juicy. It's really good and so freaking effective. But first I want to kind of discuss what strategy isn't and talk a little bit about what I originally thought like strategy was or should be when I was first launching my business. Because I will be honest, like Strategy used to kind of be like a scary word to me. Like it felt very intimidating. It felt scary. Like it felt big. It felt like really professional. And I have learned that it really isn't. And it doesn't have to be. And it doesn't have to be these like huge, elaborate, like written out and like tested strategies. Like a strategy can be something as simple as like one little idea or one tweak. And like that can be a strategy that you're implementing. And so I kind of just want to like knock some barriers down around the idea of what strategy is or what it should be, because I felt like I was just very, very misled, very confused as I was starting my business. And I was like trying to implement strategies into my business. So if you are feeling the same or like strategy is kind of like a scary word (laughs) for you, let's simplify it and kind of talk about the switches that I made mentally 
in my business when it came to strategy. So the first being that if I did not see immediate results after implementing a strategy, it meant that it wasn't working and that it was time to hit the drawing board again and come up with something new. And now I know that that is just not true because strategies take time. Like you, we need to give them time. We need to give them space to breathe, to get their footing, like to get the kinks worked out and like really get them smooth flowing and like integrated into your business. Results take time in anything, whether it's like a client process to get results for your clients or whether it's like a process inside of your business, like these things take time to get a hold and like iron themselves out and be smooth. You have to trust the process, but you have to trust yourself too. Like if this idea came to you and you decided to implement it, like know that that came to you for a reason. And that's something I've really kind of come more in touch with as well is like really listening to my intuition and knowing that when I get an idea that I need to take action off of that, like inspired action because of that download that came instead of just brushing it off and being like, huh, that's an idea. It's like, no, why did I just have that idea? Like, I feel like I just had that idea for a very specific reason. Like maybe that is going to help. Maybe that's going to be the video that goes viral on TikTok. Like listening to your gut, listening to your thoughts and those random little thoughts that come through, you know, you know, the ones I'm talking about. Don't just brush those aside, like write those down or like take a second, like when that comes through your head and like sit with it and think through it and like actually take action on those things because they're coming through for a reason. I really, really believe that. A Another belief I had about strategy was that it couldn't be fun, <laughs> that it had to be like serious and professional. And I had to be like serious professional girl and like put on my trouser pants <laughs> to like be able to talk strategy and it does not have to be <laughs> like so serious at all like strategy can be playful it can be fun it can be experimental like just I'm just gonna try this and see what happens like it gets to be fun everything in your business gets to be fun as long as you want it to be like you are the CEO you make the rules this gets to be fun. It doesn't have to be all like serious all the time because what is the fun in that? Like, I don't know about you, but I am here to have fun. I am working to live. I am not living to work, but especially with my background in corporate and truly how much of a miserable human being I was, like I just became an absolute fragile shell of a human during my time in corporate. Like I do not take this for granted that I get to make the rules that I get to call the shots and that it gets to be fun. Like it doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be anxiety inducing. It doesn't have to cause me to have multiple panic attacks a week. Like corporate did. It gets to be fun. And remember that I feel like so many times we get caught up in like the little stresses of being a business owner of client services of you know not getting the results that we want of not seeing the sales that we want X, Y, and freaking Z and it can make us spiral and we can get really stressed and you kind of have to step out of your body for a second and be like, hey, let's just try again. Let's try something new. Like everything 
is a case study. Everything is a learning opportunity. If your launch fell flat on its face, instead of crying and moping and wanting to quit your business and throw it all away and not do anything, what can you learn from it? How can you improve on it? Like there's always more to be learned. There's always work that we can do to improve. And so instead of getting upset or instead of like getting in an anxious spiral about it, learn from it, grow from it. Also on that, have you guys, you guys know Billy McFarland, the, um, the criminal mastermind behind Firefest, right? You remember that? But the documentary is on Netflix, the documentary is on Hulu about this like essentially con man who created this festival and it just went to shit and it was terrible. And he spent some time in prison because of that. Well, Billy is out. Billy's out of prison. He's been out of prison, um, I think, like coming up on a year. I don't think it's been quite a year yet. Um, Billy just launched and announced that he's doing Firefest 2. He's doing it again. The same thing that he had two documentaries made about him on like the two biggest streaming platforms and went to prison over. He's doing it again. And you are sitting here sad, crying, wanting to quit your entire business because of one failed launch. And Billy McFarland is out here doing Firefest 2. Just to put that into perspective, like everything, everything is a learning experience. Like, and it gets to be fun. It gets to be playful. Like it doesn't have to be so serious and stressful all the time. It gets to be fun and do what feels good. You get to do the things that feel good. You get to do the things that you want to do. It is your business. No one is there to tell you what you can or can't do. That's your job. That's the fun of it. So make it the fun part of it. Don't make it the stressful part of it. Like that is the fun part of being the business owner. Lean into that. Enjoy that. Something else that I thought, and this kind of like these two, I feel like kind of go into like the strategy that I'm going to share with you here in a sec. But I thought that like strategies had to be for the now. Like I had to implement a strategy to get results now. Not that I could implement a strategy and get results later on, that I could implement a strategy now to see results in a year, to see results in three years, to see results in five years. Like a strategy can be put in place for the long game. You don't have to implement a strategy for today and like want to see the results tomorrow, next week, next month. It can be the long game. And as I will detail here in a second, I think, it should be like, I think you should have long game strategies and it will serve you so well. And I also thought the strategy had to be like very deeply thought out and like worked out. Like it had to be like intense and like everything in this like massive Google doc. That's literally how I used to like create strategies and like break down strategies was like this crazy, like Google doc full of like all of my thoughts and the steps and the methods and the results and like the KPIs and all of that that I wanted to see. And um, yeah, like some, some strategies are just like a simple little thought. It's one small thing that I do. Like it doesn't have to be an elaborate plan. And I, like, if I'm being honest, like I don't really like write out my strategies anymore. Like they just kind of stay up in my head. I'm not 
necessarily promoting that. I don't know if that's the best idea, but I just like stopped putting so much pressure on the strategies. Cause you know, when you invest a lot of time and energy, like you're working out like this whole doc with your strategy and all the ideas and you're doing research and you're coming up with KPIs and you're coming up with the ROI that you want to see. And like all of this, like it's very intense. Then when it doesn't work, you're like, I had so much time and energy invested into that. Like, I can't believe that didn't work. Or like, this has to work. Like it just adds an extra layer of stress onto something that doesn't necessarily need an extra layer of stress added to it by putting all of that time into it. I'm not saying to not put time or thought or effort or energy or do research on your strategies, but don't like, just don't stress about it too much. Like, I just don't really feel like that ended up serving me much at all. And I am more likely to do that like for client strategies and like be able to break it down so like they can see it and they can understand it. And like they're paying us, like there does need to be like some more levels of like professionalism and things like that. But like when it's for me, when it's for my business, like I don't feel the need to do that anymore. And I don't really love like setting KPIs, setting ROIs, um, setting like numerical goals because it just adds so much extra stress. And like, if I'm being honest, like sometimes like it is just out of your control and like, that's okay. But if you're like going to beat yourself up because you're one sale short on the month or you're $5,000 short on the month, like sometimes there's just nothing that can be done. And I have found that there is like so much more peace and calm, like when I'm able to give myself that grace. And I feel like a lot of that comes from like my triggering network marketing background where you had these quotas you had to hit every month and you would do anything to hit those numbers. Like it was so desperate. And I just don't want to be in that energy anymore personally, like in that desperate energy to do absolutely whatever it takes to like make that happen. And I worked with a coach who was very like, what's your like revenue goal for this month? Like very big on the numerical goals and like hitting those and okay, well, how can you hit that? Like, where are you at on your goal for this month? And like, well, what are you going to do to hit it? And it's like, girlfriend, like I'm $10,000 short on this goal. And there are three days left in the month. Like I am okay with just being like, it's not going to happen this month. Then get like super desperate energy and sign clients that aren't actually a good fit just to hit the number. And that was the big thing was I would kind of in the beginning, like, okay, let's hustle. Like let's schedule more sales calls. Like let's send more follow-up emails. Let's go, go, go and try and hit this goal. And then I would end up in a more like desperate energy being like, okay, cool. Like we're signing this client. We're signing this client, even though they're throwing red flags and even though I don't really like them or like, I don't really vibe with them or I don't really like their product or their business. Like, I don't feel like I might am the best to help them, but I would still sign them anyways for the money to hit that numerical goal, which ended up like those relationships didn't end well. Like those working relationships weren't good because I wasn't excited about it, because they weren't aligned, because they weren't a good client, because they were throwing red flags. And that ended up causing more stress and more hardship in the long run to get that like short-term goal and to like get that dopamine hit of hitting the goal. 
And I don't know if you have ever set a financial goal before or like hit a big financial milestone. It, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but like I am, I'm, you know, I'm real. I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you it doesn't feel that good. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like you think it's going to. I pined after a 10K month for literally years. That was my goal in network marketing. And then when I started my own business, I wanted to hit a 10K month so bad. For, so for like two and a half years, that was my goal was to hit a, a 10K month. I hit, I surpassed a 10K month in my sixth month of business, like with my agency, I hit a 12 K month in my sixth month of business and was just like, well, damn. <laughs> like, I really thought that that was going to feel better. I thought that that was going to feel different. I felt that, that like I was going to feel different, that something was going to change. And like, it was no different than yesterday. It was no different than last month. And I know numerical goals are helpful for a lot of people. But for me, they just aren't. I don't like chasing after a goal and like getting in that desperate energy. And then when I hit that goal, like it doesn't really feel that good (laughs) to like make it worth it. And so all of that is just to say, like if you are a person who has been in those shoes and you're like, like, what's wrong with me? Or like, why does this not feel as good as it should? Or like everyone else is like so motivated by hitting a certain revenue for the month or like hitting a certain whatever goal for the month or the year. And like, it just doesn't do it for me. Like it doesn't have to. What does it for me and my business is the freedom that I have, is the flexibility. That's what does it for me. Like that's what keeps me going. That's what gives me the dopamine hit. Not hitting a certain revenue month or like chasing after clients trying to sign them like under under the wire and like get them in within the month like that just it doesn't do it for me and if it doesn't do it for you it is okay there are other things that can do it for you that can make you feel good that can make you feel excited that can give you that dopamine hit that can remind you why you're doing this, why you're putting up with the shit that comes with owning a business and being a CEO, there are other things. And I just want to give you that validation and make sure that like you feel seen and heard and that you're not alone in that. Back to strategies. That was a little bit of a tangent, but I think it was really important. I used to think that strategies were too time consuming. Like I kind of got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm tired of coming up with strategies. Like I'm so tired of this. I'm tired of pouring all of this energy into a strategy. And then I don't see results within the next couple of weeks. So then I have to make another one. And like, it's just so time consuming. And when creating a strategy, like initially, yes, like maybe it will be a little time consuming if you're doing research, if you're planning things out or just getting it like, getting the pieces put together, like getting it set in action. But I think a good strategy is going to become second nature. It's there to help you move quicker. It's there to help you be more efficient. It's there to help you reach your goals easier. If a strategy isn't doing something like that, like if a strategy isn't making your life easier, it's not getting you better results. It's not getting you 
where you want to be quicker. Like I don't really feel like that strategy is serving you. It might be time to reevaluate the strategies that you have in place in your business. And like, are you actually getting results from it? Are you getting what you want out of it? And if you have strategies in place from when you launched your business and maybe you've been in business for a minute, like maybe it's time to revisit those and be like, is, are these strategies still in line with where I want to take my business? Is the end goal of this like still the end goal that I'm working towards or have your ideals, your visions changed, but maybe some pieces of your business aren't aligned with that. And you're like, why am I not you know, getting the results that I want? Why am I not being able to like build the business that I want? Because there are pieces of your business that are opposing that. They're still working towards the old goal. It might be time to do a little spring cleaning and go in there and tweak some stuff and dust some things off and like freshen some things up or just completely throw them out, you know, send them to Goodwill, get rid of them. You don't need them anymore. And that's okay. That is okay. You can get rid of strategies. They can no longer serve you. Like just because you implemented a strategy a year ago, even like three months ago, six months ago, like it doesn't have to stay forever. If it served its purpose, amazing. Now you can retire it. Or if it didn't serve its purpose, okay, out the door you go. There's no reason to be still working that same strategy if it's not getting you the results that you want. I also used to think... (laughs) this one's kind of funny. Um, that strategy was only related to marketing, like marketing strategy. Like I really kind of thought that was it. Like it had to do with social media. It was an email campaign that it was anything having to do with like marketing, like a marketing strategy. Um, was like, were you okay court back then? Like what? Literally, I really only thought strategies were for marketing, but now I have strategies in place for lead generation, for hiring, like for managing my team, for client operations, for how I do things inside of my business, like CEO tasks, like my finances, like so many things have these little strategies that have absolutely nothing to do with marketing. But I feel like we just hear that so much. And especially like if you're scrolling on Instagram, you know, you're trying to get inspiration. You're trying to learn like what the heck you're doing as a business owner. Like that's a big buzzword is like a marketing strategy. And I was working in digital marketing. So I was like every, like all the strategies have to be about marketing. Like it's a digital marketing strategy, but really like their business strategies, like their business growth strategies. Like how can you strategize inside of your business to make things run smoother and help you get to your goals quicker? Which leads me to my last former belief about strategy. And this one is also really funny. <laughs> I used to believe that you could only have one strategy. That it was like one one strategy. Like my way or the highway kind of deal. Like you had one thing that you did and you stuck to it. And ran with it. <laughs> and that you had one strategy. Which is freaking hilarious because I have so many strategies inside of my business. So many little strategies, so many little things. I have so many strategies. I feel like there are so like many of them that I don't even consider to be a strategy. But if you were to like look at it from the outside, or if I were to look at it with like a microscope, I'd be like, Oh, I guess that is a strategy. Yeah. But it's just like an idea that I implemented. Like it was so second nature. It was so easy. Like I don't really consider it to be a strategy when I think about it. 
But if I were to really look at it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess technically you could consider that to be a strategy. And here I thought you could only have one, which is why, like, that kind of explains, like, why I thought it was only marketing, why I thought it had to be, like, so in-depth and detailed and, like, intense and written out because I thought it was only one. It was one. You had one shot at strategy, which is just the most ridiculous thing ever past Courtney. Thankfully, we have grown from that because, like, the fact that I have a multi-six-figure business that runs, like, 70% on autopilot is a product of multiple strategies throughout my business. You can only have one strategy. (laughs) Uh, So, now what you've been waiting for. My favorite strategy that I have ever implemented, created, used in my business is to build your business for future you. We all like dream, vision, manifest, daydream about like what our future business looks like, like what the next level version of us looks like, like what they're doing, what their business is, how that's all going. Like we all have that vision. We all have those thoughts of what that looks like for us. So why not start building your business to look like that now? And this kind of goes back to what I was saying that like your strategies don't have to pay dividends or like you don't have to see results on your strategies today, next month, for it to still be an effective strategy that's working. I know, so like specific example here, I know that within, like in the next like five years that I want to have a family, that I want to have a couple of kiddos or like have my first kid, which means that I know that I want more space inside of my business. I don't want to have to work eight, 10, 12 hour days. I want to be able to work like a four hour day, two hour day, maybe three days a week, right? Like, I want to be working significantly less in five years so I can be a present mom. That's what I want. And it hit me one day, like I knew this, but it hit me one day, like why don't I start taking action on that now? Because you find out you're pregnant, boom, you have nine months, Courtney, to figure that out and go from 12 hour days to somehow working like 12 hours a week. How does that work? That doesn't work. Like that doesn't work. Or it would be a giant stressful shit show. And also understanding that like, I might not feel very good while I'm pregnant. I might not be feeling my best. I might not be at my peak to show up. And this was all like, these were all conversations that I had with myself and like realizations that I went through and like of me, like becoming pregnant and like needing to change my business and realizing that I'm probably not going to like feel my greatest. So like, why would I not start taking action on that now? Why would I not start building my business today to be what I want it to be in the future? And it, so it doesn't like, it's gradual. It can be slow. So when that does happen and when we decide we are ready to start a family, that it's like, okay, yeah, like that, that feels good. I'll be able to make that work. Like I will be able to have our baby and like have my life and my business be the way that I want it to be. 
But with this specific example, we also know that sometimes those things don't go according to plan, right? Right? So like, why would I wait five years to change my business? That could also put me in a position that I don't want to be in, right? So like, just a very specific example (laughs) that has worked very well for me. So kind of like a little bit, some details on what I did, like how I've made this work. And it's still in process. Like I'm not at that point where I am like working 12 hours a week and working three days a week, but I'm also at a point where I don't need to, you know, like what would I be doing if I was only working three days a week for four hours a piece? I would be sitting around doing a lot of thumb twiddling. So I am okay with keeping myself busy and for doing more things now and like getting more things set up now and getting more things in place so they can continue to serve me in the future. So I kind of decided that I didn't want to have like launch offers where I'm like launching and like doing live launches, like every quarter or every month and like doing these live cohorts. That doesn't really feel aligned with what I want my business to look like in a few years. Like something that's more passive, something that's evergreen that people can continually enroll in and things that will bring me income and still while being able to only work 12 hours a week. Outsourcing more of my agency, bringing in more support to help me with those things so I'm not working so much on my agency and I've been able to outsource more of it. And likely over the course of the next five years, I will probably outsource the agency more. I'll outsource more things in my business as I keep like (laughs) adding more things onto my plate and deciding to do more things to keep giving me that time back. But it's like, even my boundaries have helped with that. So I know I've talked about some like nightmare clients on past episodes and like setting boundaries and issues that I had with some clients. And I feel like a lot of the boundary setting that I did was in line with the strategy and was in line with where I want my business to be in five years. In five years, when I have a newborn, I'm not going to have time to deal with someone's bullshit about how they don't respect my boundaries. They don't respect my schedule. Like Imagine I have a client who doesn't respect my time, my boundaries, and I'm on maternity leave and they're just like blowing me up, getting upset that I'm not responding to them. That's not it. So I started intentionally working with clients who respect my time, who respect my boundaries. And all of that kind of accumulates into the business that I want to have. And this is very much like, embodying and stepping into your next level. Like we talked about in episode 31. If you have not listened to that episode yet, it is one of my freaking favorites that I have done on this show so far. So I highly recommend that you go listen to that. But in essence, I was talking about like, if you want to become that next level version of yourself, you have to take steps every day or like the little steps to get you there. Like you're not just going to like one day wake up and be at your next level. Like you have to take those little steps and you have to do that in your business too. Like you're not just going to wake up one day with a completely new 
business where suddenly instead of working 60 hour weeks, you're somehow working 12. Like it's not just going to happen overnight. It takes those small intentional steps to get you there. If you have been loving these conversations on the past few episodes of the podcast about business strategy, about your physical health, about mindset and embodiment, the Level Up Lounge is launched and it was made for you. It is like an all-inclusive vacation for your mind, body, and business. That really is the goal. And I want it to be the last membership that you ever have to pay for because I'm going to be bringing in all of the guest experts to you. I have spent so much time and so much money investing in other coaches, paying for one-off masterclasses to be able to learn about these different things inside of business, inside of my life to like help me level up. And like, it was really expensive and it was really overwhelming. So I created the Level Up Lounge to be an insanely affordable way for you to get access to all of that at once. You can join through Sunday, May 28th as a founding member for $49 a month, which is insane. And as a founding member, you will lock in that price for life as long as you stay active in the membership. Because here's the thing. The content inside of the membership is going to be so juicy and it's going to grow. Like every week, new content is going to be coming out. There are going to be multiple masterclasses every single month, one from me and one from a guest expert. So the content inside of the ma- and the content inside of the membership is going to grow. It's going to accumulate. And the price is going to grow <laughs> to reflect that and to reflect the value that is inside of the membership. So on Monday, May 29th, the price goes up to regular pricing from the presale founders pricing from $49 a month to $67 a month. And then in another few months, it'll go up again and it will keep going up as more epic content gets added in to the membership. If you are not following along with me on Instagram at it's Courtney Quinn, you definitely want to be for all of the inside scoops. I've already shared on my stories about the masterclasses and the guest experts that will be coming in over the next few months inside of the membership. It's so next level. And I'm so excited about the women who are joining. They are freaking ready. Like they are on fire and they are so ready to tackle the next level. And I know that coming in to that community and just like stepping in to a group and being in the same space as other women who are building their own businesses, who are unashamedly going after their goals, who are seeing success. Like it just helps light that fire under you for you to want to do the same thing, but also for your subconscious to be like, oh shoot, like this is possible. Okay. Like I'm literally seeing her do this. Like I know the steps that she took to get here. We can do this too. This is possible for us. All of that will be possible for you inside of the Level Up Lounge. You can join through the link in the show notes with the founder's pricing, or you can head to my Instagram at it's Courtney Quinn for more information and to join there. If you have any questions about the membership, send me a DM. 
or if you have any questions on anything that I talked about in this episode or any of the past episodes about my successful CEO framework with the business strategy, the physical health, and the mental health and mindset, send me a DM. I would love to talk with you. Thank you so, so much for your support. If this was a valuable episode for you, I would love if you could rate and review the podcast and I will send you some super freaking cute female CEO show stickers if you do. And you send me an email with a screenshot of your review and your mailing address. I will personally send you a little happy mail with some super cute stickers. Oh my God. They're so cute. You will be obsessed. You'll want them on your laptop. You'll want them on your Stanley. You'll want them on your Kindle. You will want them everywhere. And I will give you a ton because I love you. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. And I will catch you on the next episode.